Alright guys, what's up? Starting to get the hang of this podcast thing and uh, really starting to enjoy them. So I hope you guys are as well. Always welcome feedback on it. So if you guys ever have any topics that you want me to talk about, just let me know. This one is going to go into the foundations or the fundamentals of fitness, nutrition, CrossFit, and really just wellness and you know, exercise and what we really want it for. And so I'm going to talk kind of about the bigger picture here and a little bit about the pyramid that Grant and I just kind of recreated a little bit of an improvement, I guess you would say, or I would say over the original CrossFit one and a little bit of an elaboration also. So we're going to talk about that from the foundation up and also why we want to kind of think about that each day that we come into the gym. So the circle surrounding our pyramid, which is kind of the the real foundation or something that encompasses every piece of the triangle that we consider to be a requirement for success, is community and support. So this is really the thing that sets a CrossFit gym or a CrossFit community and the style of working out that it created, what it sets it apart and why it was ultimately successful. The community and the people around you is what makes it fun every day and also what helps keep you accountable every day. So I know we have a lot of people that text message each other and organize working out with each other and that's an awesome accountability system, right? It's something that when we personal train people, we don't necessarily get. There's a different aspect to things when it's not the coach reaching out to you, but instead it's a peer. It's somebody else who's going to be going through it with you, reaches out to you to organize the activity, exercise, um, you know, whatever it might be that you're going to be doing. That gives you a higher level of accountability. And the cool part is, is we have relationships in the gym with usually up to, you know, maybe a dozen people if we've been there for a year or two. And, you know, the awesome part that I think also is you start to be able to have social relationships with these people. So I've been lucky enough to be invited to, you know, over a dozen weddings now that have happened uh, throughout the gym over the years and, you know, be able to get to share important parts of people's lives with them, not just their, you know, losing 10 pounds or looking a little bit better naked or overcoming a blood test or even beating cancer and some of these things that are amazing, awesome accomplishments inside of the gym. But I also get to indulge and enjoy, you know, their their marriages, their first kids, their first houses, new jobs, um, you know, a lot of people moving away and I still get to keep up with them that way also. So it's very cool and that community and that support is what brings this to the next level, right? It's not sticking headphones in your ears and getting onto a treadmill and mindlessly looking at a CNN screen that's just going on loop all day on a treadmill mill, uh, which is just super unnatural, right? We are relationship beings. We're meant to joke and laugh and talk and communicate and struggle through difficulties with other people. That's what bonds us. That's what brings us closer together. And really, ultimately, that gives us something above exercise, right? That fulfills an actual need that we have as humans to enjoy relationships and communication with other humans. And so that ultimately, I think, is one of the major requirements for people who are seeking some sort of new wellness initiative, right? 
For some people, that's going to be an individual journey to lose battle. For some companies, that's going to be, you know, a true wellness initiative where we're going to, you know, bring in outside consultants and do things to improve the company's health and fitness. Um, For some people, that might be a team, a sports team. Whatever it is, it just is the fact that you're doing it with other people that can support you, that can cheer you on, that can help you through the struggles and enjoy the successes with you. That is uh, just truly one of the most amazing things that I think CrossFit has kind of found and brought to the fitness industry and really brought to the forefront. And you see it everywhere now. Almost everything is community fitness based. And that really wasn't around in like, you know, the 90s and 2000. Uh, there were, you know, some step aerobic classes and there were some different things uh, from a class oriented standpoint, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, something where people went out of their way to do charitable events together or competitions together or, you know, sign up to do things outside of the gym that, you know, maybe have, you know, an alternative or a higher purpose that's not just coming in for your hour and, uh, you know, getting your workout and then going about your day. So now that we've talked about the community and support aspect of things, which I think, again, if you're going to have somebody, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody about starting onto a journey into wellness or health and fitness, getting off medication, losing weight, whatever it is, tell them that they need to find a community that they feel comfortable in that is going to support them. Okay, I think that that's the most important thing. I truly do. As we start to move down into the next one, now we start to work into the individual practice. And this is one of those things where I'm a firm believer in this now, and it's something that I wish I could go back and tell my 14-year-old or 12-year-old self you know, who loved basketball more than anything, and just tell them that the most important question that you can ever ask a coach, a leader, a teacher, whatever it is, is, What is the most important fundamental that I need to lock down and understand and master before anything else? And it's kind of that keystone thing, right? And so, you know, I started kind of doing this whenever I take on anything new. You know, I've so the first day I went to law school, I asked my professors, you know, what is the most important part of law school that I need to? do better than anybody else if I want to be really successful? What should I master? And they all said learning how to write and learning how to read briefs quickly, right? So uh, it was kind of a two-pronged thing. But uh, my my writing teacher then, and they have a, a legal writing class that uh, my professor was absolutely awesome in, uh, you know, I spent a little bit of extra time with her going over how I could improve my writing and, and then I did phenomenally well in the class, and I felt like I was able to excel just with a little bit of extra time. And all that was was just asking each of the professors a five-minute question and having a small conversation at the end. And what you'll find is a lot of the teachers might not say their own individual subject, right? Uh, you know, if you were to ask me, if you were a, a high school kid, you know, Jeff, what's the most important subject for me to learn I would probably tell you it's not going to be something school related. I would tell you to learn about personal finance and I would tell you to understand everything about proper savings and investing. And I think if you truly understand that, you would make a much more educated decision about what you were going to do with college. And you might not go into college 
and start to take on debt if you didn't truly know what you were going to do. A lot of times, a lot of that huge chunk of money might be better spent spending a year or two in the world, maybe traveling and getting a job and getting a variety of different jobs over the world to see what you actually like or want to do and then go back to college. And if you do that with a plan, then you're going to come out you know, way better off financially and way better off probably from a life perspective also. So... A little bit of a tangent there, but I think that that's one of those things where people just don't ask the question, right? They don't seek out what is, you know, what is maybe under the surface or what is a fundamental that maybe a coach or a teacher brushed past or brushed over that I'm just not aware of, right? And so I think that's the most important question. Whenever you guys take on a new endeavor, it might be guitar lessons, it might be learning a new language, and they might tell you, you know, the, the biggest thing that people struggle with, like, you know, I took Spanish for years and I could never roll my R's and I could never, um, you know, pronounce a bunch of the things. And I was never taught how to practice it. And I didn't realize that later on, once I actually started to speak Spanish to people, that those things would actually matter. The pronunciation of things really matters. So you should spend some time learning how to properly pronunciate. Uh, you know, it's not a sheet and taking a test and unfortunately that's what a lot of high school spanish is about they give you a sheet and they make you write down vocabulary translations it doesn't really help you actually speak it at all um so i wish that my one of my spanish teachers would have just told me that you know it's don't focus so much on writing it properly and you know understanding the vocabulary instead practice your pronunciation become better at that all right, so let's dive into the pyramid, all right, and what, you know, if somebody came up to me and asked me, you know, Jeff, what is the number one fundamental that I need to lock down before I start on this journey of, you know, CrossFit or nutrition or wellness generally? And what I would say is you need to work on your mental game or you need to have the right mentality going into things. And I talk about mentality and I've kind of written down four things here that I think are ultimately very important. And I think number one is going to be belief, right? You have to believe that the process and the steps that you're going to be taking with whatever system you decide to work on is going to be one that you can stick with and one that's going to get you to your results. So you have to trust and that's my second one, you have to trust the system and trust the process that you're signing up for. Now, this is the thing that's hard for us as coaches. People come to us, right? We don't come to them. They come to us saying, I want help. And then I think sometimes they struggle to trust us in the process that we prescribe them, right? We're going to prescribe you you know, pretty base level stuff. Hey, we're going to work on nutrition. We're going to teach you how to move properly. Then we're going to invite some conditioning in that's going to be pretty tough. And then at the end of that, we're going to put those together and you're going to have a nice, well-rounded piece of fitness. Okay. But a lot of people won't trust us. And I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that they don't necessarily believe yet in their head that they can change, probably because they've been telling themselves a story of, um, you know, oh, that's too hard, or, you know, I'm too out of shape to do this, or whatever it might be. So you have to believe in yourself first, and then you have to trust the process. And then these are the big two ones that I think for people, you have to bring an energy and an excitement to whatever you do, okay? If you walk in the door every single day, 
and you dread it, and you hang your head, and you aren't smiling, and you aren't engaging with the community who's there to support you, and you know you have a negative air about you or a negative energy about you, you are automatically going to set yourself up for failure. And that's true for anything. If you do that in a job, you're going to get fired. If you do that you know, when you're talking to your kids, they're going to stop responding to you. Or your wife, she's going to stop responding to you. Okay, You have to bring a positive and a supportive and an excited energy to the process that you're going to start taking on. Okay, So don't be negative about the foods that you're eating that are healthy. That's a positive thing. Be excited that you are a person of change. You're somebody who's decided you're going to make a change in your life. And not everybody does that. And that's fucking awesome. Be excited about it. Okay. And then the last one, guys, is respect. Okay. And this is going to take a couple different forms. Number one, I think you need to respect the uh, community that you're in. Okay. So that means having integrity when you say you're going to show up to somebody, you show up, right? You don't ghost them. When, you know, you tell a coach that you're going to be there for a class, you show up, right? And when you tell a coach that you're going to be working on your nutrition, that you actually do that, right? Those are things that, um, you know, I think it's it's hard for us sometimes because as a coaching staff, we work really hard. And then sometimes we sit and we have conversations and we say, you know, I think that we want this person to be successful more than they want themselves to be successful. And I'm sure that a lot of you guys have seen that. You might want your parents to turn the corner with their health and fitness and you want them to be around for 20 more years. And so you're telling them, you know, look, I think you should start exercising. I want to help you start eating right. And they're just kind of stuck in this like, nah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not really that into that. It's kind of they're they're that hardcore old dog and they don't want to be taught any new tricks. But it's a tough thing to start to uh, kind of work past. And so, um, you know, you have to respect the coaching staff and respect the people who are out there who are actually, you know, involved and invested in you, you know, improving yourself, right? Because when we decide to take somebody on, we consider that to be an investment. And it's going to be a big investment on us also, right? We're going to invest a lot of time and a lot of resources into coaching you up and making sure that you have all the information and all the plans and all the help and support and accountability that you need to be successful, right? And if you disrespect that process because you don't put the effort in, you don't bring any energy, you don't trust us when we tell you that this is going to be the best thing for you, you don't believe in yourself, then we're never going to move up the pyramid. So that's the first foundation, guys. We have to come into it with the right attitude, okay? So be excited, all right? Be jacked up to come in every day and improve yourself. That's awesome. If you're listening to this podcast, be jacked up because you're taking 20 minutes out of your day to improve yourself, to listen to something that is going to actually make you better and make you motivated, and that's awesome, okay? All right, next we go up the pyramid and we move into nutrition, okay? So nutrition, unfortunately, is a world that has been bastardized by profit, right? So over the years, there's been a ton of diets and diet books and diet experts and all these different, uh, you know, studies and theories and blah, 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 okay? Uh, In my opinion, honestly, it's been uh, overcomplicated so that people feel lost, so that they don't feel like they understand what to eat, so that they have to be, uh, you know, 
forced into diets and forced into buying books and forced into signing up for this app and that app and blah, blah, blah. Okay. What I aim to do uh, for us at Friendship is to get us to a point where we give you a packet or an informational piece right when you first start that gives you all of the tools necessary to be successful. Okay. And a lot of you guys, if you've done challenges in the past, you have most of those materials. Now we're constantly improving them. So if you did a paleo challenge with me back in 2012, they're probably updated. Okay. But you know, what I want is something that I can hand to you that you could look back on 10 years from now, 20 years from now, assuming that we don't go to like completely genetically modified, like robotic uh, proteins. Um, but you could go back 20 years from now and look at that. And it's still the correct nutritional information. Okay. If you follow it, you'll be successful. Okay. And so that's the first piece of this is we have to have the education. Okay. And it's so much simpler than people make it out to be right. Eat vegetables for the majority of your carbohydrates. There's a few other carbohydrates and some fruits that have some antioxidants and some things like rice and potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, if we're going to be at a higher performance level that will net some benefit. But for the most part, get a variety of vegetables, okay? Have some minimal fats as snacks to help you out. Avocados, maybe some nuts and seeds. You really don't need much else than that because we're going to be eating lean protein sources that are going to be high quality protein sources that already have fat in them. Okay, so we're going to be eating, you know, free range, well fed chickens and eggs. And we're going to be eating grass-fed beef and wild animals like deer is a great one for people in Ohio. Okay, it's usually very fresh. It's a very high quality, very lean meat. Okay, so if you guys haven't had venison any time in the last couple of years, you're missing out, right? It's a great opportunity for us to get a ton of nutrients, right? And it's locally sourced. It's, it's going to be coming from, you know, right down the road from you. And they're wild animals, so they're naturally fed. That's awesome for us. Okay, so don't discount some of those kinds of things, right? And then we're going to make sure that we eat those in appropriate quantities, okay? And like I said, with vegetables, for the most part, have at it, right? See how many vegetables you can eat. Great. See how much of a variety of vegetables you can eat. You really can't have too many in my opinion. Okay. And then, you know, make sure that your protein and all those things are dialed into the proper quantities and you're golden, right? You're going to be successful with whatever you want to do from that. Okay. And then the biggest thing guys is we have to have accountability. Okay. So we have to have some degree of consistency over time, right? We can't do this ebb and flow. We can't sign up for a challenge and we kick some ass and then, you know, we don't do shit after that and we fall off the boat, right? The reason, and this is what I tell people all the time, okay, I am not athletic, I am not a competitor, I was never a good athlete, I never lettered in high school, um, you know, I have nothing that would uh, be outstanding in, in any way, shape, or form. The only way that I have, you know, gotten to a higher performance level is by just continuing to work out five, maybe four days a week. And I do that as hard as I possibly can when I'm told to go as hard as I possibly can. And I just eat pretty well, okay? I don't eat great, but I eat pretty well. And I've done that consistently for about 11 years now, okay? If you do it consistently, if you do that for you know extended years on end, you're gonna be golden, okay? So that's the next one is nutrition. And if you guys are up on this ladder, if you guys feel like you're diving you're kicking ass in workouts and you know you're focused on you know huge prs and all these different things but you don't have your nutrition dialed in and your mental state isn't right 
then you're lost, okay? And you need to go back down the pyramid and you need to figure some shit out. Now, understanding that we've got the right mental state, we're pumped, we're excited, we're energetic, and we're engaged when we come into the facility. Now we're also eating well. Now it's time to start moving, okay? So we've got an awesome base foundation. Imagine you have the best mindset in the world. Imagine I told you this is the next person who comes into the gym, right? They have the best mindset. They're positive and energetic. They love being in the gym every single day. They live for it, right? And they're gonna come in, they're gonna pump you up, they're gonna make you smile and laugh every day, and they're eating perfectly, okay? Man, the things that we can do with that client, they're going to do amazing things. All right, we're going to move on to movement next. And this is where we're going to start to look into, you know, some of the CrossFit stuff. So the big thing I think about here, guys, is making sure that we think about every joint in the body has an appropriate range of motion that it should be able to move in. Okay. And just think about that for a second. Think about every joint in your body. Think about it should be able to do this, right? Certain joints should be able to go up and down, certain joints back and right, certain joints should be able to go in circles, um, but we should be able to have control over that appropriate human range of motion. So a lot of times for people, that's gonna be the first step, right? We get people a lot of times who come in and you know we'll use the squat as an example. It's the easiest example to talk about with people, but they've lost the range of motion in the hips. They've lost the range of motion in the ankles and the knees. They've lost the proper flexion extension of the spine. So they have no control over the four major pieces of their body, okay? Maybe you take the shoulder into that. If we can't do an overhead squat, now we've lost the five or six main joints in the body are not capable of moving the way that they are supposed to. That is a huge problem, okay? Now, it's not as big of a problem as having a bad attitude or not eating healthy, right? And so that's why it's third up on the pyramid, but it's a pretty significant problem, all right? And when we start thinking about, um, you know, how we're gonna be when we get into, you know, the nursing home or when we're 60, 70, 80, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I want to be able to live by myself, drive myself around. I want to be able to play with my kids and play with my grandkids and be able to go on sweet vacations and blow all my money, um, you know, for retirement. That's what I want to be able to do when I'm 80 years old. Okay. I don't want to be stuck in a nursing home and especially a nursing home, you know, 50 years from now, I'm sure it's going to be nothing but like, you know, we're stuck in an electronic, uh, you know, it's like Wally, right? We're just got screens right in front of our face and floating chairs and we never have to do anything. We just defecate right into our chair and it sucks it out. Um, so I don't want to be involved with that. I want to be more of a free spirit. So when we think about that as we get older, now you're going to start to have, uh, you know, issues. We're not going to be able to drive because our joints won't be able to do it, right? We won't be able to actually flex and extend our ankle to be able to push down on the pedal safely, um, which is probably why, you know, most old people drive pretty slow. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to reach up and get stuff out of the shelf. We're not going to be able to bend down and get stuff out of the pantry. Uh, you know, whatever it might be, we might not even be strong enough to open and close the refrigerator or climb up and get in and out of bed. You know, those start to become pretty serious issues or for a lot of people get out of the bathtub and that's why slipping and falling becomes a major part, uh, reason for, you know, death or serious, you know, 
hip breaking and all these different things because we lose control of our balance. We lose control of our movements. And so we need to start building up a hedge against that. And that starts now. It starts when you're young, right? And then the biggest thing is we have to make sure that we are doing that consistently over time. Okay. So those are the biggest things is making sure uh, you know, every day, this is a, something that I've adopted maybe about a year ago. Every single day, I try to move every single one of my joints, and that goes down to my fingers and my toes in every single range of motion that I can. Okay. Um, and it could be quick. Sometimes I only get to do it for maybe a minute or two, right? And I just have a couple movements that I do that kind of gets everything done. Um, you know, cat and cow is a really good one, bird dogs are a really good one, overhead squats are a really good one. Um, you know, Cossack squats and Cossack squats with a press out are really good ones. Uh, and then just some fingers and toes and ankle drills, but getting that done every day and then starting to think about, you know, we do it with a little bit more purpose and intention a few days a week. That's going to help you guys make sure that we improve our range of motion as we get older. And yes, that is very, very, very much possible. Okay, so do not discount that. If you guys are in your 40s, 50s, 60s, and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm old and that's a young person's game and I can't improve my range of motion, my joints suck. Like, you're wrong, okay? You can absolutely improve your range of motion at any age. It just takes work, right? And the more time that you've spent not working on it, if that's, you know, you're 14 years old and you've only spent two years not working on it, that's an easy fix. We can fix it in a month, right? If you're 40 and you haven't worked on it in 20 years, now we've probably got a little bit more of a serious problem. It might take two years to fix, all right? But if you're 60 and you haven't worked on it in 45 years, it's probably too late, right? You're probably not going to make that improvement. You are correct, right? Now we can make benefits, right? We can start to make small improvements, but you're not going to fix it, right? Now is the time for you guys to fix it, okay? If you're listening to this, you're probably young enough, start fixing it, right? Do some yoga, make sure that you guys are getting involved with working on your mobility. If you guys have problems with squatting or overhead positions or thoracic mobility and stuff, start working on it every day, okay? That's got to be a main focus for you. All right, now we're up into the two last pieces. And this is the one, these are the ones where everybody wants to focus, right? Uh, everybody wants to come into the gym. They think the gym is where success is made. Uh, and, you know, they, they start to really dive in on conditioning and sports. Okay. So conditioning is our next one. And this is the big one to try to think about, you know, heart health and energy um, recovery and then adaptation also, right? If we have better conditioning, if we have better, you know, blood flow systems, we have better heart and all those different things and we're well-conditioned athletes, we're going to recover faster, we're going to recover better um, and that's going to allow us to do more activity, right? And if we can do more activity or do more movement, then we're going to move better, move stronger, move faster, all those different things, okay? So conditioning is the next piece. If you guys feel like you are out of condition and by out of condition, really, I mean like a 500-meter row is going to you know, make you vomit, that's kind of being out of condition, if that's where you are, then that needs to be, you know, a major focus. I would say generally most people that have been doing CrossFit can, with some consistency for a few years are, you know, in the 99 percentile of conditioning. They're they're very well conditioned. We have a ton of people who are running, you know, sub seven miles and and rowing, you know, in the sevens uh, for guys and in the eights for girls, two Ks, and that puts you for at a very high percentile, um, you know, in terms of conditioning generally. So if you guys can accomplish those, uh, just feel like you guys are doing pretty well. But if you guys still feel like, 
you know, you're you're not capable of doing some of these things that, you know, we're doing. Like you can't run a mile straight through, um, you know, or you, you can't even row a 2K straight through, um, you know, where the bike really tears you up after, you know, 20 or 30 seconds and, you know, you, you can't recover from that in under a half an hour. Uh, those are going to be some problems that we need to address just because we're probably going to be, uh, you know, generally heart unhealthy and we want to start fixing those. And then the last one, guys, is sport, right? If we have all those things dialed in, okay, so let's kind of work our way up, right? We've found a community that's going to support us, okay? And that doesn't need to be a gym. It doesn't need to be a CrossFit gym. That could just be your family, okay? If they're going to support you, um, you know, every day in what you do, that can be enough for people. You just need somebody to hold you accountable and support you through the tough times and the goals and when you start to get negative on your <clears throat> negative on yourself and you need to ask them for that support and ensure that that's what they're there for then we need to have the right attitude okay don't start into a journey if you're not excited about it don't start into a journey don't start into a new endeavor trying to learn something new and complicated if you're not going to respect it and you're not going to believe in the process that the teacher gives you okay Next, we're going to start eating healthy, right? So we've got our nutritional information and we're starting to work on it. And now it's just about consistency for a long period of time. Then we start to move well, okay? And once we start moving well, now we start moving well more often, right? So that's our conditioning, right? So we need to just think about generally being a more active person and we get our heart rate up a couple times a day. Right, and now we're up into sports. Okay, so this is where CrossFit comes in. This is intensity, this is competition, this is PRs, these are all these different things. Okay, and that's awesome. If you have accomplished everything underneath that in uh, the pyramid, then you are set up with a great foundation. You're going to be phenomenally successful through all of your competition, through all of your sport, and uh, you'll be set up for long-term, well-rounded success, and you'll be able to be as intense as you possibly want all the time and continue to succeed with PRs because you're doing all the other things right. Okay. Conversely, if you guys are really focused on CrossFit, right? So let's say we're really focused on, you know, I really want to, you know, drop my Murph time into the 30s and I want to move up into the top 200 next year in the open and I want to go to Wadapalooza and I want to be able to do muscle ups and all these different things. Like if that's who you are, then you need to take a peek at the pyramid and you need to start looking downstream and start thinking about what you're not doing, okay? 99.9999% um, of the time, I actually am not ever gonna be able to think of a true time where the actual thing that was holding them back was them working out, right? If that's who you are, if those are the things that you wanna get better at, working out is the easy part. Okay, working out is the fun part. That's what we enjoy doing. That's what we're we're coming in and we're getting after it. Okay, uh, the hard stuff is you know building a stronger mental game, right? Not having any days that we miss, continuing to work on our movement when we're sore and we're tired and we don't want to. Okay, not binge eating um, and falling off the boat on nutrition when we go on vacation. Okay, making sure that we are moving when we're outside of the gym. So making sure that we're still staying active outside of the gym and then making sure that we find an atmosphere of community and support. Okay, a lot of people who want to be competitive, they go off and they try to do things by themselves and they don't find success doing that. Okay, so I think that those are the things that uh, you guys need to start looking at if you really want to start making improvements inside of, you know, the gym. 
start making sure that you guys have downstream dialed in or down the pyramid dialed in, right? If you've got a good foundation set, then you will be successful. Just continue to be patient, continue to work hard inside the gym, and time will net you results, okay? But inevitably what we see is, you know, sometimes it's a harsh realization for people for us to say, you know, yeah, you're right. You are. You're busting your ass in the gym. Okay. You're here five days a week. You're working really, really hard. All that means is that there's something in this picture that either you aren't doing properly or you just don't know you're doing properly. You're not doing properly. Okay. So then we need to start reworking on making sure you're moving properly. So you're not going to injure yourself, making sure you're eating right. And then making sure that you're doing some stuff for self-improvement and personal development and that you still believe in what you're doing. You have the right energy for it. So hopefully this is helpful for some of you guys. Um, you know, this is one of those things that, um, you know, is going to be a great one to maybe look back on and I'll probably repost a couple times in the future so that newer people or, you know, people who might need to hear this at a different time in their fitness journey can hear it at the right time. Okay. But, uh, this is one of those things that we worked really hard on Grant and I, and we really thought about everything possible. We thought about all the people who have walked through our doors over the years, which is probably at this point over 10,000, um, you know, and what makes somebody successful versus what makes somebody not successful, okay? And we built it from there, right? The people who are successful understand the value of the community and they involve themselves with the community. They meet people, they communicate, they build friendships and relationships. Um, they have a strong mental game. They trust and respect the coaches. They believe in it and they bring a positive energy when they come in. Okay. And then they eat well, right? Everybody who's been successful inside of our gym eats well. Okay. And then they also start to really move well. And that's the big thing. And it might not happen right away, but once you start getting into it, they have a good focus on movement and then they move a lot and then they start moving fast and they become well conditioned and then they're all set up for great success. Okay. So I know this one's a little bit longer. If you guys made it all the way through, that's awesome. Um, you know, probably the best nuggets are there at the end. Um, uh, but you know, I appreciate you guys and I've really enjoyed doing the podcast. So thank you guys for uh, continuing to listen and I hope this one finds you well. Mm-hmm.